There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Hi loves and welcome back to this week's episode of In My Truth. It's actually been a couple of weeks between episodes because I had pre-recorded so much content that I needed to take a break because I want to stay relevant with what I'm talking about and what I'm moving through. So I haven't recorded for like a while. So it'll be really interesting to see what comes up for me today. I'm super excited to have my guest Lisa Gad on the show. Lisa and I met in Cambodia two years ago on the Project Gen Z trip. I think that's the first time we met. Yeah, so we go to Cambodia every year uh, and work with the Sunrise Children's Village to teach entrepreneurship to the kids that have been through um, one of the three uh, schools slash, I mean, they are orphanages essentially. I don't, I don't know. I think we're not meant to call them that anymore, but um, yeah, rescued children essentially. And we teach entrepreneurship to the 16 to 25 year olds. It's a really amazing, life-changing, profound experience. I'm actually just back from Cambodia. Um, well, back, I'm in Bali, uh, which is half of half my home. My other half is in Colorado. But I am back. We, we were just in Cambodia. It was absolutely amazing. I didn't go last year because I had a fucking breakdown. So literally like 
must have been eight days before I was meant to fly out was when I hit my absolute rock bottom and I was just like, I'm done. I can't do anything. And not only did I cancel Cambodia, I canceled like a lot of stuff um, at that time in my life. And I just hold up because I knew I needed to just stop and do the work. So it was really cool for me to be back again this year because it was one of the things I felt sad about missing last year. Um, but that's a bit of a tangent and a bit of a side note. Welcome, Lisa. Tell us a little bit about you and what, what you do and who you Thanks, are. Sarah. <laughs> Super excited and really grateful to, um, to be here. It's so funny. As you were telling that story, it's like, I didn't go on this trip. It's gone. I missed, I was on the trip with you just, um, what, a month ago or a few weeks ago because of the exact same thing. I was like, I just fell in a heap and and yeah, I didn't quite get the chance to make this trip, um, which was unfortunate. Oh, no way. I've just got like massive shivers as you're saying that. I didn't even realise. So you yeah. were going to come. Yeah, I was meant to be on the trip and I um, oh, I just pulled out probably a month before it. I've just, um, with my business relocating and I just had to stop and give to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't have the energy to, as much as I loved, you know, going on the trip and working with the trip and how life-changing it was, I knew that I had to stop and um, checking with myself and I didn't have any more to give and I had to really stop, reflect and fill my cup before I started giving to everyone else. Um, and so I had to make that call, which was really tough um, to pull out this year. Oh, babe. I'm so, sorry. I know because I know I went through it. I didn't realise. Um, cool. Well, I guess let's dive in a little bit to where you're at and what you're working through. Perhaps that's some of it. I don't know. What, where are you at today? What's going on for you today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny, I feel like I'm these last few months, probably the last three months, I'm in this massive tornado um, and I'm in the middle of it. In middle of it I've, I've moved house, I'm transitioning, I'm moving my business and now in my terms of my career, like I've been in osteo for 11 years, um, I run Living Health Groups, which I've had for five years, but now I'm just like there's something more and it's like what's next? Mm. Um, which is an exciting time, but on this whole flip of that, it's like, fuck, this is so scary. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, all those inner thoughts, like what if, what if I fail? Like what if it doesn't work? What if what I want to do is, you know, like, yeah, what if I fail? What if I, if it doesn't work? And it's like, mm-hmm. am I just better to stay safe and just do what I've always done or just take that leap, trust yourself, back yourself and be like, oh, what, what's next? Mm-hmm. And it's such that journey of like surrendering and just having faith that, okay, what's meant for me will be and, and not trying to control it all. Yeah. It's really scary. Can you take me through a little bit more of like what came up for you to make you feel like there's more or there's something else? Yeah. Like what that point was. And to be honest, this probably started after my very first Cambodia trip. So, which I think was yeah three years ago now. Um, and I remember sitting there chatting to, to Liz and I'm like, I just feel like there's so much, there's something more that I could be contributing and giving back and sharing with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know I play a significant part in terms of like being an osteo and helping people move better and feel better um, and live a better quality of life. But I just, I felt like I could either reach people on a bigger scale or, or just help people not so much just from a movement point of view, but also like a mindset and shift like their area, not just health, but their whole area of life in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And just feeling like what, where you're currently at 
you're not able to have the impact that you want doing the work that you're doing or? Yeah. And I just feel like it's a little bit like I've got incredible clients and, you know, I've got a beautiful team, but I feel like it's the same thing for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being stretched or challenged. And I feel like I could um, help more people on a bigger scale than just my one-on-one mm-hmm. face-to-face with clients I'm currently doing mm. and leading a team. Yeah. And, and what's the, like, what's the darkness? What's the biggest fears? Like, what is it, what comes up for you when you think about it? Yeah, it's the big fear is like, what if, what if you fail? Like, mm. what if I decide to, you know, take a leap out of being a cl- clinician and being in a clinical setting and try something different? And it, what if it doesn't work? Mm. Yeah. That's the fear that keeps, it's like a dance between, I know I want to do something, but I've already done this and I'm safe and this is where I'm at at the moment. Like, what I've been doing for the last 11 years that's my comfort zone. Yeah. And that's made me comfortable. Whereas stepping outside that it's unknown. It's, it's all new. It's, um, it's something I haven't been before. And it's like, well, you know, part of me, the sheep side of me wants to like keep me safe. And like my lion in me wants to like get out there and just try something new and put yourself out there and just see how you go. Yeah. And it's just the dance between, you know, getting over like the inner critic and the sheep and just trusting yourself. Oh man, I think it's so interesting, like the comfort zone piece, because um, I've been having quite a few conversations about this lately around self-doubt and fear and realizing that the goal isn't to overcome the doubt and fear and not have it, because to do that, it's very simple. We just stay in our comfort zone. Definitely. So if we don't want to feel the fear and the doubt, we can basically just stay where we are and then we won't feel it. So that's the solution, but that solution is limiting. That stops any form of growth essentially. So really like if we are growth oriented, if we are a growth oriented type of person and we want to expand and we want to do more and be more and become more. And I mean, more doesn't always mean more in terms of bigger or better, but it's just, you know, that expansive nature of who we want to be in the world and, and what impact we maybe want to make. And again, that doesn't necessarily even have to be, not large numbers it could just be more deeper or more profound but if we are that type of person we're basically always going to be uncomfortable and facing fears and i feel like the difference is or the goal then is actually just seeing those fears and those and and hearing that self-doubt out and that fear and just being like okay cool like you're here and you're trying to protect me um and i appreciate you but I'm just going to do it anyway. And I'll just see what happens. Um, And almost making friends with like those feelings of fear and discomfort and also making friends with like, you will fail some things and that's okay. And when I say fail, I don't even use that word really because it's just challenges and, and learnings, but it, it will happen because I think again, the only way that we can guarantee success is again, to stay in our comfort zone where we know exactly if we do A and B, we get C. Yep. Um, and we just know it so well. So again, the only way to like protect ourselves from failure is to stay in our comfort zone. Whereas if we're going to step into something new, there's always going to be learnings. There's always going to be messing it up. And like, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you because I'm going through it all as well. Like I've, I've almost finished my capital raise for grow my team. It's been actually super cool to have this like podcast as I go through that journey emotionally, mentally, you know, all of that, because 
man, I've faced so much self-doubt along the way. And I've, I, I had a moment where I was like, I'm just going to not do this race. Like, I'm not good enough. I can't be the leader of a company with other people's money, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't feel like that right now because I feel confident because the money has like started to come in and now we're able to start using that money and we're starting to get results in the business. But I certainly had, and, and still have a little bit of that, that fear or that self-doubt of like, oh man, do I like really know what I'm doing? And then when I think about like the bigger picture of what I'm creating, like I've been very focused on the capital raise and getting our foundation right. But like this bigger picture of this technology platform this, that I'm creating that really is like yeah. a billion dollar opportunity. Like this could be my unicorn. And I'm like, fuck me. Like I could be the one to, you know, lead and grow a unicorn company. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm so like, it's out there as a vision, but I'm like, I, the honest truth of where I'm at right now is like, I can't actually picture myself being <laughs> like, if I'm yeah. really like, I have that belief and that faith and I'm working toward it. And I think more than anything, I'm trusting my process that as I, you know, we up level, like we expand here and then the scope. And then now I have more confidence that I can get to the next level or whatever. But right now I'm like, Whoa, like that scares the hell out of me that that could like, could I really do that? I don't know. Um, so I think yeah. sometimes I try not to think about it and stay focused on the here and now and the actions that I'm taking now and, you know, keeping that vision in mind, but not, not, not so far down the track because I think it gets really scary and overwhelming. Yeah. And I think like part of it is it's like, we've just got to let go and surrender and go, what is meant for us will be. And it's about allowing, trusting, um, what will like, well, yeah, what is meant for us will, will, will be and trying not to be like, fuck, am I, you know, am I not, will I achieve it? Am I not worthy of it? And all, no. all that inner critical. And even if that, even if what's meant to be is some kind of spectacular failure, yeah. like just trusting yeah. that that is meant to be like, I mean, God, I'm, I'm still on this journey, like from a relationship perspective of like learning to be, to be single and to be with myself and to be enough on my own. And that has pushed me so far out of my comfort zone. It's not funny. Like I didn't realize how much I played in my comfort zone when it came to my romantic relationships. Like I've just always been in a relationship since I was 16. And when I split with my last partner, uh, I was like my last primary partner. I am still seeing people. I'm still dating and all of that, but I don't have like a primary partner. Um, when I split from him, I was like, oh shit, there's like, like this, you need to do this work, Sarah. Like you need to face all of these demons that keep you in relationship yeah. um, and, and playing out toxic patterns and habits because you haven't healed your stuff. And like, I'm very much still in that and still I have the, like today's a good day where I feel like so happy with my life and like so excited about the level of freedom and autonomy I have and just what I can create. And I'm loving my own company but like yesterday morning I woke up and I was a little bit like oh have I got this all wrong like am I crazy to think that I'm enough on my own and that I can actually be happy as a single person like that's how ingrained my yeah. stories about relationship are that like I'm not whole if I'm not in a relationship and I'm like whoa this is you know it's coming up less and less as I move further and further away from that that lifestyle and that dynamic so it's, it's spread out between when I fall into those little pits of like, oh my God, no, you need to get someone and you need to like settle down or something. Um, it's becoming less and less, but it's still, oh wow. Like to stick 
with yourself through a journey outside of your comfort zone and to stay with it until it becomes comfortable is like, yeah. it's so brave. Like I'm so proud of myself, but I'm so proud of everyone who does it because it's, it's so brave and it's so scary and it's difficult. And, and it is, it's that uncomfortable journey, but it's like on the other side, like there's so much light and yeah, it, it is uncomfortable. And relating to your story just then, I'm like, I think for so long, I've just, especially this year, I've just avoided the whole relationship because it's just too hard. Mm. And it's probably only been the last few weeks. I was like, okay, let's actually address that area of my life. And I'm like, it's uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't want to, and all my history comes up. I was like, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get cheated on. But it's like, I can't keep living that pattern. I've got to start to sit with it, be okay with it and go, okay, cool. What did I learn? And what's next? Oh man, like that's so another thing that comes up for me. I feel, I, I hear myself go, well, just don't go in any relationships anymore. Like just it's learn hard. to be with yourself yeah. and don't go in any because then you'll never get hurt again. Because <laughs> relationships are, like I have been hurt. Like my last relationship was excruciatingly painful. Like the most painful thing I've probably been through in some regards, in a different way to, you know, my marriage ending, which was it was painful, but it was a different feeling. It was a feeling of like, we've come full circle, like we've closed this off or something and it's still difficult and painful. And at the time it was so terrible, but it also felt like a natural ending. Whereas my last relationship that ended felt like my heart got torn out of my chest and I couldn't function or breathe or live or like literally didn't know how to survive um, both in the relationship and when it ended, like it was just a very challenging place for me to exist and all because I hadn't done my own work you know I hadn't done the work that I needed to do and the place I'm getting to now is like no don't like run away from relationships now don't like swing the pendulum the other way that you're like completely just gonna be so independent and on your own and you never want to get hurt it's like really just the inner work because nobody ever does anything to us you know it's just our own shit that we respond and react and that triggers us like even if someone leaves, they're not really doing anything to us. They're just doing their thing. Like I think about it with my staff. Like if a team member in my company, you know, needs to spread their wings and go work somewhere else, like that's completely fine. Like it's not a reflection of me. It's not a reflection of my business. It's a reflection of where they're at and that they need or want or have a desire to do something different. Like, gosh, I mean, if only, I mean, well, that's my goal is to get to that point with romantic relationships where it's like, you know, we're in it when it works for us. And if it's not working, then it's okay to flow away. And that doesn't mean there's not pain and discomfort with that, but I don't need to take it as a reflection of me. And that person doesn't need to take it as a reflection of them if I need to move away. Because I think that's one of the things that keeps us in jobs or in relationships or in anything that are not making us happy is that we feel obligated to that other person. We don't want to hurt them. But that's not our job either to, to try to control, you know, their hurt. Yeah, it's um, it's funny you say that. Only I think last week, the week before, I had to, I gave a staff member notice, and it wasn't. It was purely because I could see that she wasn't learning and growing in the environment that I had provided, and I was like, "You're not going to grow into. You're, you're not going to learn and develop what you need from me here." Mm-hmm. Um, and I know as this, as much as this might be really like upsetting, your next place and where you find would be a better fit for you, you will grow, grow, develop, and flourish. But at the moment, yeah, I was realizing that as a leader, I wasn't providing her with the right environment for her to grow yeah. and develop. And that, that just, it just didn't align. There was just, yeah. it, we both went on the same page and 
she wasn't developing, it wasn't helping the business and, you know, I had to make that, sh- that call and I know she was upset about it but her future and her career, like, that will help her because she'll find a place where she's a better fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's difficult but I, I also feel that whenever there's a misalignment in whatever way, that energy is existing within yep. the relationship, the company, the friendship, the whatever mm-hmm. and that energy is there every day. It doesn't matter how much we can keep it together, how much we can handle it or manage it. It's like, it's there. It's, it's yep. you're putting, you're allowing toxic energy to continue to exist within the container of whatever we're talking about. And and we know like deep down, we know what, what, what aligns and what doesn't. And like our, mm-hmm. our body, like we've got that intuitive power to know what's aligning and what's not. And as scary as it is, mm-hmm. sometimes you've just got to, like, you've got to trust your gut and go, okay, this is not working mm. to allow something better, whether that's like work relationships. Um, I don't know about you, but I can remember being in so many relationships where I know it's just not working for me, but I just didn't want to let it go because of that fear yeah. of being alone. And you know, what if there's no one else? And oh, totally. yeah, it's, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you, at times you've got to get uncomfortable to, yeah to just mm-hmm. step outside that comfort zone and, and learn. I think that's the big thing. It's like, what's this here to teach me? Where am I? What do I need to heal or learn or grow from? Does that feel like in a way, like you could apply that to your situation that you're in right now where you can stay, even it's like the relationship with yourself as like you and yeah. what you're creating, right? And you can stay in that, but there's a negative energy there or some mm. form of like unbalanced energy because it's not actually where you want to be. Yeah, it's like I'm, um, yeah, I feel like I'm in that toxic relationship that I don't want to be in. Like I just, I'm, I'm tired, I'm drained, it doesn't light me up, it doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't get me going like what it used to. And mm. I kind of feel like I've... And when you made the decision it. to not go to Cambodia, was that like a real, like, is that where you like saw all this for what it was or what was that breaking point looking like? Um. Cambodia was pretty much because I fell in a heap. Um, like yeah. literally I was just, I, I think I, yeah, I didn't, I was super sick. That's right. I'd run a workshop one night and then I was super sick, had a headache, migraine and was vomiting. Mm. And I was like, this is my body telling me, yeah. um, I need to slow down. I'm doing too much. Um, and I'm running on empty. And that was, yeah. Coming back from that workshop after um, being sick, I was like, I can't keep giving I need to really stop checking with myself and start being true to okay what is it that I want to do Mm. um and what where is it that I want to go and what's that journey been like since look I'd be lying if it's so uncomfortable and it's and it's scary but there's just little things that keep popping up that it's like you're on the right track So that keep giving me that little bit of hope that, okay, just one foot in front of the other. And it's just like each day, a different step instead of like trying to run the race and be at the finish line and already achieve it. It's like, okay, what's one small thing I can do today to take Mm -hmm. me a step closer and each day. And it's like, I get little, I don't, whether it's the universe having my back and saying, yep, you're on the right path. And it's like, I get these little, like, yes, keep going. Yeah. to encourage me so it's I don't feel like I'm hitting my head against a wall it's like I'm making progress it's slow mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's been rewarded mm. so yeah. I, and I just feel more aligned with it like I just in myself I just I feel at ease and 
just stuff flows to me and it comes through to me, which to me tells me that, okay, I'm on the right track. So did you like kind of after you collapsed was when you started figuring out exactly what that alignment looked like or did you already have that, but you were fighting it? Um, I needed a heap more clarity on it and I've, um, I was actually in Bali the other well, two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I got a heap more clarity then. Mm-hmm. I think I stopped fighting it mm. uh, and I've just started to allow it and trusted the process of, okay, this is what's meant for me. Mm. Let's stop fighting it. Cause I think deep down I've known this for probably a good 12 months, yeah. probably maybe two years. Um, yeah. Like but you said, I, since the Cambodia trip two years ago, you yeah. started like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely started to trust myself some more during that time and just get more, way more clarity and, you know, worked with like the right people, like Liz has helped me back tap um, and surrounded myself with those people that um, I guess have given me the support that I've needed when I've doubted myself at times. Yeah. Yep. And that's Liz Volpe for anyone who's listening, who's the founder of Project Gen Z. She's also my business partner in the League of Extraordinary Women and she is, she's amazing. So I'm glad that she's yeah. helping. <laughs> um, yeah. I found like my journey out of like the climbing the hill back up from that lowest point for me has been very rocky, like feeling good and then back in the hole again. And, and there's some, the depth of my feelings when I get down are now greater than they were prior to my breakdown. I think it's like I can feel things deeper. I'm like right back there. Um, so it can be difficult, but like I just look at my progress and is it still trending up? And then I'm like, okay, it's all right. Like I'm having a tough day or a tough moment, but it's still trending up. It feels like the last month or so I've really cleared a lot of stuff and kind of stepped out of the darkness a bit. I have a lightness to me that I did feel a little after I came back from ayahuasca, um, but there was still some stuff going on in my life at that time. Like um, I've had to take just, just some space from my ex in terms of communication and stuff in the last few months that we were still communicating after we broke up and it was just not serving me. Like I, I wanted it to be able, I so wanted to be able to just rise above everything and just be like, I can, you know, we can be friends and all of that. But, you know, in the end it was just so painful for me. So I came out of ayahuasca feeling like quite light, quite peaceful, but then, you know, we were still communicating and for whatever reason, you know, this, this relationship ended up being the thing that really triggered all of these stuff that's got nothing to do with him or the relationship, but the triggers were still there. And I had to sort of get to that point where I was like, you know what, it's nothing again to do with him or the relationship it's to do with me. I just need that space. So I did that about two months ago, but essentially since, you know, besides a little bit after Aya, which has permeated, um, it's been this last month that I've found this new level of compassion for myself um, yeah. and for him um, and all these concepts that I've known intellectually for a long time, but I've somehow tapped into like really actually feeling them, um, which has been amazing. But what's been coming up for me the last few days is like this fear that it'll go away, like this peace or this happiness or this, like finally after really three years of struggle that culminated last year in, in my breakdown, it's like, it feels like it's, over in a way like the really tough bit is over and I'm a new person and I'm have a new relationship with myself and all that it's not like I've gone back but it does feel as though it's shifted but I I'm scared that it's going to go away and I'm going to be back in that hole any minute now and that this feeling this very new feeling of like underlying peace that's only been around for a couple of weeks is like 
no, it's not real. You're just having a good couple of weeks. You're going to be back feeling like shit again. And I'm like, oh, please no. <laughs> so I'm trying to like rewrite that story and not attach to that story, I yeah, guess. Definitely. Um, what do you think's helped you? You mentioned even that, that dark place and hit rock bottom. What do you think helped you get back out of that and help you build that relationship back with yourself? Like as in from last year when I had the breakdown and everything? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, I mean, it was taking my power back and starting to take action around the things that weren't serving me. Like I was living in Vancouver and I, I knew that it wasn't my place, you know, and I was trying to handle it, manage it, make it work. Um, And it was when I had my breakdown that I was like, I need to go back to Colorado. Like the U S is really a high vibrational match for me. Um, The same with Bali. Like there's, when I say high vibrational match, I don't mean high vibration and the other places are lower. I mean like, my match with those places there's some energy that I feel when I'm there that's a different energy that I feel in other parts of the world and I'm very like attuned and impacted and affected by my surroundings even my home my everything so I really felt like I've got to stop denying like the relationship aside everything else aside I need to stop denying that I'm unhappy living in this in this city Um, so the first thing I did was get a place in Colorado and and move back. And that was really difficult because I was in a relationship and I was like, Hey, like I'm going to go back to Colorado. Like, I don't know what that means for us. And I probably had a sense at that time that, you know, we'd either do a lot of deep work together and find our way through it, or this would be the beginning of the unwinding of it. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm completely open about that. Um, and so I think that was just, it was just those baby steps to start, getting out of the the victim of like, I have to be here because of um, the relationship and like out of the stories of like where things were out of my control and start taking back control again. Um, And that also came down to like the personal habits and things like I was drinking nearly every day, not a lot, but like drinking wine every day. And then on the weekends I'd drink a lot, a lot more than I should be. And that was not serving me. uh, And I really needed to address that and start taking control back of that and stop using excuses like, you know, the people that I'm around drink more. So I will, and like, just get back into myself and be like, no, like what serves you? And then the same with everything, like the yoga, the meditation, the journaling, taking back my mornings and really embracing my morning ritual again. I realized at that time it had become a routine. I was ticking a lot of boxes that I knew would serve me, but I was like, no, like really put the ritual back into it, like respect and honor yourself. And far out, it's just been like a massive journey of like just little by little to try to put myself first again to understand who I am and what I really need and want. And it was like every step of moving forward to let let go of other things. And I still have a lot of stories I need to let go of. Like I really feel like, as I said, I feel like I've closed out this really difficult chapter. Um, and I have a little bit of that fear that it could come back but I think I just want to let go of that and not have that story and just be allow myself to be completely in love with myself and completely happy with, yep. with he, who and how I am or, or happy is a weird word because I think that's a word I was super attached to before like I was trying to be happy but maybe it's more like trying to be peaceful and trying to be content and not content in like staying in your comfort zone but content with who you are as a person every part of you yeah yeah that's been a huge I think fully accepting, appreciating who we are, 
I don't know. Mm. Like I know, especially the last probably four months, it's a huge journey I've been on. It's like, okay, I've actually never stopped to fully appreciate all of who I am and accept both my light and my dark. And just, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's been a huge turning point for, I think I've always been a bit of a people pleaser and okay, how do I make everyone else happy? And I'll just kind of get whatever's left. Whereas probably the last few months I've really realized I'm like, Oh my God, like giving myself the appreciation, the acceptance um, that I deserve because yeah. And that self love of, okay. Yeah. I, I can do this and you know, no, I don't want to do this. And like just sitting with yourself and being completely okay with it. I know. And there's just so many layers to that self love piece. Yeah. I mean, the first time I would have heard about and, and, you know, discovered just the voice in my head that I have a voice in my head. Like it was so long ago now, but like, Oh gosh, I've been reading things for so long about like, why would you talk to yourself like that? And I thought I had pretty positive self-talk, but I've discovered even, even like this week and stuff, I'm like, man, there's still a lot of darkness in there. You know, there's still a lot of like telling myself something that's coming up for me this week is around my physical appearance. Like I realized like, oh man, like I still have stories still that are like, you know, you're not in good enough shape or I don't know, you just, your age or I don't know, like just your teeth aren't white enough or you fuck like the weirdest stuff that just comes up. And I find like one day I'm like super confident. I'm like, God, I'm so attractive. And then the next day I'm like, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. You've got short legs or what? It's just like, what is this fucking conversation that is going on all the time in my mind about my physical appearance? And I find this is so interesting. So much of the voice in my head is like totally fucking contradictory. Like I'm either super confident or totally not confident at all. And I'm like, what, what, what is happening? Like, this is just a two way conversation debating whether I'm good enough in like all these different areas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird to just continue to see it. And it, um, it's so true what they say. It's an onion. Like I feel like, okay, something pops up and I work through it. I process it. And then I'm triggered by mm-hmm. something else. that's totally not even related. And I was like, fuck, I'm back here where I was. And I was like, and yep. I used to be like, when's this going to go away? And I'm like, it's not that it's like, it's always part of the journey. Uh, yeah. It's not like, you know, you do the work and, it, and it's gone. It's you do the work and it, you clear at that time, but then you get less reactive and it's, it's all a journey. Yeah. And, shit keeps popping up, but it's how we react to it. And um, now I really started to start laughing about it. I'm like, okay, this is this again. Yeah. I observe it, have no attachment. And now I'm like, ah, oh, and just try and laugh it. And the self-awareness that it's going on. Yeah. Like, I think that's where all of this starts is like, once we can see something, then we can start to shift it. Um, like, you know, I've been really reflective this last week on, as I said, this physical appearance stuff was coming up. And so I start being reflective on like um, where it's come up for me in past relationships. I think as I've stepped into non-monogamy the last three years where my partners really are with other women and I know about it and we talk about it, um, it shines a light on these insecurities, which for me seems to be more, mostly more physical than anything else. And I'm not, that's what I've been getting curious with myself this week. I'm like, oh, so I generally feel like, enough when it comes to like my career, my emotional intelligence, my ability to hold conversation, my intellect, my, all these different areas, like my sex life, like all of that. But then there's something about my physical appearance. And if I'm really 
honest with myself. I'm like, yeah, I've actually struggled with that my whole life. Like I was borderline eating disorder when I was 18, probably 17 till about 19, um, managed to kind of see that that was in my mind and like change my thoughts and, and conquer a lot of that. But I would be lying if I said, you know, it's completely gone away and I just love every single thing about myself. Like I still have these ongoing battles and I'm like, this is so curious. So something I've been doing is like, every time I look at another person, I'm just like, I love you. You're beautiful. I love you. You're beautiful. Cause whether they, you know, are or not, or they're so fucking hot that it's making me insecure or whatever it is. I'm just like, I love you. You're beautiful. I love you. Like everyone is beautiful. Everyone is love. And we are all just one thing really. And just, you know, trying to do the work there to just see everyone with love and not to be measuring myself against that person either. Yeah. That's, um, I don't know if, and maybe I'm generalizing, but I feel like as females, we do that so much more compare ourselves to others. And, um, I've actually just started doing a heap of mirror work and like literally standing in front of the mirror and be like, you know, I I love and appreciate myself. I love and accept myself like life is sweet. And I remember first doing it was so uncomfortable and um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I try to do it daily and it's, it's still icky. I was like, Oh yeah. But then some days are fine. It's like you look at yourself and you're like, I love you. And then you're like, but not really like yeah. deep down there's that thing that's like, I love all of you except for that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I love you, but oh, you need to, you know, do this or this really need, like, and we're just so critical of ourselves and I know it sucks, isn't it? Like <sighs> we're all beautiful human beings. We're all amazing. We're all complex and yeah. all those complexities are beautiful. And yeah, there was this amazing um, exercise that came up in, I'm part of this Aubrey Marcus Fit for Service. I've had some of my fellow uh, members on the show, but what we get like kind of like a weekly challenge and it's doing a lot of inner work. And one of them was um, pointing out to us that the thing we love the least in ourselves is actually the most that which we love ourselves because it's the it's the, where our love can only go yeah. because we don't love that thing. So we had to like find what is that thing that we love the least in ourselves to call it out and see that actually that is the most that we can love ourselves because we don't love that thing. It was so like, whoa. Yeah. To think about that, to realize that that thing, those things that we don't love actually means that we don't fully love ourselves. And that's the most that we can feel that love for ourselves. Yeah. So that was a, a deep one to get us all was, pondering. Yeah, but it's true <laughs> though, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, the journey of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I feel like um, that's probably wrapping us up a little nicely there. We've covered quite a lot of ground today. Oh, thank you so Career, much for me. work, how we feel about ourselves, appearances, relationships, all of it. <laughs> it's a journey. Obviously, everyone can't see, but I love your feather tattoo and I've got my bird on my arm. Oh, so. Jimmy. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is that new? I haven't seen it. No, I've had that one for, I think I got that after my first Cambodia yeah, trip. After, yeah, I don't think you had it in Cambodia. Yeah, well, but it's, um, beautiful. it's funny, the last few the last few nights I've been sitting there, I'm like, what, what's my next tattoo going to be? Mm. I've got a few in my mind and I'm like, okay, I need to get a picture of this um, and i got to figure out where I'm going to put them. But yeah, I've got a few yeah. lined up that I want to get. Well, that's funny because one of mine's a feather. So, ah, um, well, yeah, I want to get quite a big feather. But anyway, I've got a few that I'm working on right now as well. <laughs> one of mine that I want to I want to get three little birds on the back of my shoulder. So really similar to your um, mm. your bird on your arm. But yeah, I just want three little birds flying on my shoulder blade. 
Oh, well, we have the bird theme in common, so it must yeah. be something to do with our free-spirited nature. <laughs> yep, spread our wings and just fly. Oh, totally. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the show. Um, yeah. Is there anything that's coming up for you in reflection right now of what we've talked about or any final kind of thoughts? Um, I just want to, like, give you a huge thank you and thank you for allowing me to, for me to be so open and vulnerable and... Um, I definitely haven't shared this publicly, let alone, but I think it's comforting knowing that like we're all going through stuff and for all of us, it's a journey. And the thing that's probably holding me down, you know, you've probably been through at some stage and like we all go through it and it's, and I think I, I forgot about that a while ago. Like I just thought, right. And I think because, you know, being an entrepreneur and being so successful, you're like, got to get shit done, got to go, got to do, got to do. And just, constantly be successful and I think it's really humbling to stop and go okay everyone still has fears everyone still has securities we've all got it mm -hmm. um it's just different triggers that some of us are more aware of it than others and, and some of us aren't well that's a really it big is. point is that some of us are willing to get into it you know and, and that point yeah. in our lives is going to come at different times for different people but I think my journey has shown me that we all have the stuff we need to work on and work through or is available there for us to work on and work through from our childhoods, from our lives, like all of these wounds that happen to us as we go from free-spirited born little children to starting to be conditioned by society of what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad creates wounding. And I mean, this is, it's not the same thing as like, you know, full on neglect and abuse and people have had terrible childhoods. But, and for a long time, I completely dismissed what I'd been through. So I was like, well, it's a lot worse for a lot of people. Um, and it is, and it's absolutely not to downplay or discredit that. But is it, was it fair for me to say to myself, well, because you haven't had a really terrible childhood, you know, on this imaginary scale of mine, you know, mine was only X percent bad compared to other people's. So I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not going to do the work. I'm not going to dive into it. Like that's stupid and actually unfair on even the impact that I can have because it's only by looking at the wounding that I do have and how my experiences throughout life right up until right now you know continue to tear open those wounds and deepen them when I'm not tending to them treating them when I'm not you know turning them into I guess um, scars would be a way to put it um, my ex-boyfriend said that and it was a really cool thing I think that he said turning our wounds into scars versus letting them just fester and be untreated and continuing to tear them open. You know, they're always going to be there, but as we do the work, as we look at them, as we're willing to turn inward and see like, wow, you know, I, I do have a real issue with abandonment or I do have a real issue with rejection or I do have a real struggle with humiliation or whatever it might be. Like it's okay. And when we can look at it, we can start to free it up and shift it around and move it a bit and see ourselves when we're purely being triggered into our wound. It's not, you know, someone's not doing something to us. They're not a bad friend or a bad partner or a bad employee. Like they're doing them and their actions trigger our shit. Like, and, and the yes. reality is if we don't do the healing, we've just added more, you know, we've just widened the wound. We've just made it bigger. Um, whereas when we do the healing, we can start to really start really shift and really expand in our lives. But I think, you know, not everyone's willing to do it and it's difficult and it's scary 
and I commend myself and I commend you for doing the work because I know it's Thank not you. easy. Yeah. I think we should give ourselves props. Definitely. Yeah. If only we could be so much more compassionate to ourselves. Like and everything that we've gone through has led us to exactly where we need to be. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's all part of our journey. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been amazing to chat. Thanks, Sarah. Talk to you again soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of In My Truth. You can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahregalhooth.com forward slash In My Truth podcast. To stay updated on all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources, but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope, even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregalhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.